Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once again, we are with Sir Crokington. Now we've gone to Blade Square in Trithic to begin the adventure called Air to the Flame. And this is the adventure that follows on from all those Bellwood hints that we've been finding in the forest. I come, seeking your help, says the elderly man seated across from you his thin face only just visible through the gloom that fills the interior of his coach. My name is Oronir Bailwood, and I seek to restore my line to the stewardship of Fogbar. Alright, that, that looks like it's a very handy thing to have. For, you know, for the world. Embark on this adventure. Late afternoon, four days ago, on a road north and west in Twi- of Twithick, Known as Scamper Alley. Isela released her tight grip on her left arm and stared down at the seeping gas that crossed her limb just above the elbow. She winced and again clapped her hand over the wound. The mark was a result of a split second of indecision, a moment where a companion's scream had driven a lifetime of instincts and two decades worth of battles she would experience for her mind. She sincerely hoped it wasn't a sign she was losing her edge. Turning her gaze northward, she stared along the wide, well-travelled forest road. The edge of the lane, fifty yards distant, sat the first wagon. In front of it, next to the team of team of four that had drawn its bulk since Migsbull, stood the three men with whom she had willingly shared this venture. Her cohorts, men she had long considered her brothers, had each escaped the ambush with barely a scratch. In fact, it was certain to inspire an unwelcome bout of teasing. Her eyes darted to the edge of the wagon, where tall grasses grew up at the edge of the road. There, severely battered, battered and seated in the midst of the thick undergrowth, were the five highwaymen that had been taken alive. Despite the enemy's unwillingness to show either she or her companions any quarter, Isela deeply regretted that three of them had been killed. These bandits 
were desperate men, ill-equipped to engage trained fighters. Men who may likely have had wives and children depended upon their perilous enterprise and its ill-gotten gains. Isayla looked south, only a few paces from where she sat, stood a rugged coach, ignoring the dull ache that wang through her upper arm and stabbed her in the shoulder. She rose and made her way up to the side hatch. She pulled open the door and peered into the compartment's shadowy interior. The thin, stern face of an elderly man and the full, strikingly beautiful, wide-eyed countenance of a young woman stared back at her out of the gloom. It's over, she says. I dare say you're now glad you didn't choose to haggle over our fee. The elderly man, his lips pursed and his expression slowly contorted into a frightful scowl, turned and whispered something to the young woman at his side. She looked at her companion, but said nothing in response. Nothing as Ayla could hear. She then turned away. The old man returned his icy stare to his Ayla and spoke. If it's all quite through, we must now make haste, he said, motioning impatiently with his hand. I've got a portent of some importance I would like to keep, and the lady wishes to be in Trithic before dusk. I trust we will not be lost in the dark ere we reach the gates. Isaiah looked at the young woman. Her pleasant face and quiet manner seemed in stark contrast to the dour face and harsh tongue of her withered companion. She wondered what had elevated this plainly clad woman to such a station. She, she spoke only through the wretched man whose piercing gaze still stabbed out of the weapon, the wagon's shadowy interior. The swordswoman prided, her, prided herself on the ability to weed people at a glance, and she glanced at once that it was an extreme, judicious tax that held the lady's tongue. But it was against all her instincts to believe there was nothing more. Behind the silent woman's dark eyes, tucked away beneath the lingering trace of a faint but discernible smile was something else. The entity remained undefined, and yet its undeniable presence spoke equally of joyous wonder and profound, unnamed terror. The outcome of her attempt to weave the inscrutable faces and unclear motives of the two travellers who had hired her crew in Migs were hardly mattered. Isayla already knew who they were. She alone had been told that much. Despite her rigid detachment from the shadowy affair, direct, directed by an invisible and unknown paymaster, pained her that she was likely leading them to their deaths. She nodded at the odd pair and turned away from the coach. Without haste, the woman, and unable to shake from her mind the haunting image of the young woman's dark eyes, she turned to wade her maid back along the road, to where her three brothers in arms lay wait, stood waiting. Our queen and her keeper are anxious to be on the move again, she said, turning and glancing at the five battered highwaymen, and speaking loudly enough to produce the desired effect among the brigand. She poised a correction directed at Olon. What are we going to do with this lot? If they're to be let go, we'll take their weapons, but... I'll just as soon take their heads. 
Oh no! cried the highwayman. The present, in the late afternoon hours, leading up to dusk, beneath Blade Square's towering northern arch. The elderly man, shuffling in your direction. Shuffling in your direction, clad in a common brown tunic, with a thin cloak wrapped tightly round his narrow, rounded shoulders, has yet to allow his gaze to stray from you. With growing interest in the mysterious affair, that was only hinted at in the message you received nearly a week ago, you retain a guarded demeanour as the old man draws up, glances about suspiciously, and finally meets you in a curt nod. He introduces himself as Ulyanina, and you immediately recognise the name to be the same that was scrawled in signature across the bottom of the message. There's a coach waiting just around the bend, he says, motioning back in the direction in which he came. We may speak at ease once we are seated within it. The note, deli- the note delivered to you early one morning, a week ago, upon your arrival in Twithick, indicated this man, Orlinia, sought to consult with you regarding a task of grave importance. A task that demanded sequences. So can I just follow Orlinia to the coach? Or demand to know more about this task? Honestly, now considering... She is probably not going to say more about this task. It is probably one of those things that you really shouldn't mention in public. Because he's going against, he'll be going against all sorts of things. Because I think he's a Bailwood guy and, well, he's going against an entire cursed forest and all the evil that's moved in there. So obviously they don't want to know that he's setting up to restore some sort of order there. But anyway, there's two there's two options you could use. Divination or thievery. I'll use thievery. Successfully used thievery. Before XP to it. Your well-trained eye catches sight of a wing dangling from a black cord around the old man's neck. An, old, an arcane symbol has been engraved on the broad face of the wing. And you immediately recognise recognize it to be the design that was imprinted upon the wax seal that secured the note you received. You are now all but certain that the man standing before you is indeed who he claims to be. Yep. Okay, this was who, con- who contacted me. Of course, I don't know what for, but you know what, I'm just going to follow him to the coach. I mean, if anything bad... It's a trap. I have 325 MR, 324 SP, and 91 Neville Reserve, so I should probably be able to handle everything. Unless it's, you know, written. Unless it's, you know, pre-written, you have no choice sort of thing. But even if it is, we've only just started, so we can just start again. So Crokington can't, because she'll be dead, but I'm not so Crokington. Except when I am. Follow Orlinia to the coach. Following all on here, you pass swiftly out of Blade Square and head north along the broad thoroughfare that leads to the oldest and least reputable district of the Witherport. As you pass Brinevere's, you spot a rugged coach landing on the opposite side of the lane. Two heavy horses stand stoically before the wagon. Hmm. You know what? This actually. This little passage. 
this passage actually gives you some indications of where particular shops are. That's pretty where. So we now know that Brunevis is along the road that goes north out of Blade Square. Just something to fill in. Of course, most of Trithic isn't going to be described because it would take way too long to draw. And it would probably... And it would lower lower the options you have where you couldn't just say, oh, yeah. You couldn't just say, oh, yeah, and then he... And then he slipped through one alley and found and got in this part of the city. Because, well, then it would disagree with the map, you said. But if there's no map, then you can just say, well, maybe. <laughs> you can just have the city be whatever shape's convenient for the narrative at the moment. Two heavy sources. Two heavy horses stand stoically before the wagon. Olonir gazes in all directions several times, then quickly crosses the street. A driver leaps down from atop the stage and opens the door, revealing a dark and heavy interior. He waits until Olonir has boarded, before climbing into the coach behind him. The curtains have been drawn over the two windows that peer out of the wagon, making the interior much darker than it would otherwise be. The elderly man draws. The moment you've taken your seat, the elderly man draws a carved wooden stick and whaps on the ceiling. The coach lurches forward, heading back to the south, towards the quadrangle from which you departed. Only a few minutes ago. You cannot know what a relief it is to be looking, be at last face to face with you, says Olnir retrieving a long pipe from somewhere within his tunic and promptly stuffing his bowl. He wags his thumb over over the instrument and a thin trail of smoke rises out of the chamber, filling the cabin with the sweet smell of his lone smouldering vice. You'll excuse the clown I'm about to make, but this whole affair has now been neither west nor pleasure for the last month. Just a moment, I... Big of you. While Ornonair smokes in silence, you peer out through the narrow gap in the curtains that cover the window on your right. By the time the wagon rolls up to the city gates, the coach's gloomy interior is filled with a thick cloud and the unmistakable but pleasant smell of blunt Glorindor root, and there's a link for that. Glorindor root. Glorindor root is the name given to a large, spheretical tuber that grows at high altitudes. It was named after the man who is credited with first discovering it, high in the Fedowins, Justor Gundor. Gundor. While the tuber can be eaten, and is a sweet and, and fortifying food, it is more common and more valuable. Use is as a pipe feller. When dried and cut into strips, Glorindale root serves as the most common source of pike smoke throughout the North Broadlands. Well, lucky him. He found something that could have make you feel things. The message you received was dispatched from Mergsbrough. He says at last, moving the pipe from his mouth and placing it across his knee. We were held up there for nearly two weeks. 
while waiting to ascertain if we might safely make the journey here. I do not wish to waste your time. Indeed, I have little enough I can hope to spare. So I will bring this to a point as readily as I can. Ornolier taps the pipe against his leg and leans slightly forward. I've come seeking your help, Cousin Corkington. Not only but because of your reputation, but because of where your travels have taken you. My name is Orlinar Bailwood, and I seek to restore my line to the stewardship of Fogra. Okay, I think this is the first time we can actually find out about what the, what the Bailwoods actually are, because we've got a law book link. Of course, we could have found out earlier by just, you know, scrolling through the end, scrolling through the whole list, but that would have been out of time. Anyway, let's read it. Bailwood. Bailwood is the surname of an ancient line of powerful spellcasters who long served as the stewards of the cursed forest of Fogwa. The Bailwood stewards long ago constructed a fortress within Fogwa, known as Castle Bailwood, from which they waged an incessant battle against the forest creeping curse. A curse they were believed would one day threaten the world beyond the borders of the wood, and they were right about that. Nearly two hundred years ago, stewardship suddenly collapsed, and Castle Bailwood was abandoned. The last known steward of Fogborough, Umbudel um, Bailwood, is said to have fled the castle following his father's death at the hand of an ancient, powerful forest evil. Okay, okay, we've got two links here. Umdrol Bailwood. Umdrol Bailwood. Who is believed to have served served as the steward of Fogba for several months. Most historians credit Umdrol's father, Umborek, with being the last steward, steward of the cursed wood. Nearly 200 years ago, um, Umborek Bailwood is said to have met met an untimely death at the hands of an ancient and powerful forest evil. Umdrowell, a master in several magical disciplines, and his father's only, only son, is to believe to have fled Castle Bailwood shortly after the incident, thus breaking the line of stewardship. History has remembered Umdrowell as a coward, and his fight, flight from his family's ancestral home following his father's death has served to tarnish the Bailwood name. Now let's read up about Umboek. Umboek Bailwood. Many historians credit the master elementalist Umboek Bailwood as the last true steward of Fogbore. He served as a steward of the Cursed Wood, waging a constant battle against this creeping evil that sought to press the borders of the forest from his family's ancestral home the imposing woodland fortress known as Castle Bearwood. Nearly 200 years ago, Umbrek is, Umbrek is said to have met an untimely death at the hands of an ancient and powerful forest evil. His only son, a master spellcaster named Umdorol, is believed to have fled the castle following his father's death, thus breaking the line of stewardship. And now, Castle Bearwood. This imposing woodland fortress, 
Located within the borders of Fogball Forest is the ancestral home of the Bellwoods, an ancient line of powerful mages who long served as stewards of the cursed wood. The castle was abandoned nearly 200 years ago, following the death of Umbuek Bellwood and the subsequent flight of his only son, Umduel. When the castle was occupied, four magical beacons burned in each of the tower's corners. Each of the corner towers, the beacons are said to have pow- to power wa- have the pa- to have the power to ward off the creeping curse that has long plagued Fogbois, and protect the abode of the stewards as they wage their incessant battle against the growing evil in the woods. All right, now we now we know all about the Bell Woods and what what happened to them, and now they're coming back. Which is a very good thing, because we need all the help we can get in that forest. The old man, Sudden's revelation, takes you by surprise, and, and immediately calls to your mind the various encounters with the men, with with the mentions of the name Bearwood during your exploration of the cursed wood. You first recall, not far from the eastern edge of the wood, you discover a circle of stone. The collection of head-sized stones forms a wing around a broad, flat, moss-covered slab of stone. The thick, the mist that swirls around the forest floor becomes, at times, thick enough to obscure all the stones. A closer examination of the stone slab reveals the word Bellwood engraved upon its surface. Now, I'm not sure what that circle of stones was for. Presumably, something magic. Maybe it, maybe it could have been a teleport thing. You know, this is a way to just quickly get to some far part of the forest. You know, so you can respond to things before they cause too much mess. Could be that. Could be that. No one really knows. Well, may, maybe the Bailwoods know. But even that might have been lost over the two centuries that they've been in exile. Yeah. Your next recall. While making your way through the rolling bank of thick fog, you're suddenly taken aback by the appearance of a strange greenish glow animating from the surrounding mists. You cautiously approach the glow and discover its source. Hovering inches above the rotting foliage that covers the forest floor is the glowing apparition of an old bearded man. You stop in front of the spectral figure and watch with growing fascination as the image of the old man turns in your direction speaks in a low tone my heir find my heir the flame of castle bearwood must burn again without warning the apparition flickers and then vanishes you believe the image of the old man was not a ghost but a magical message you have little idea how long ago it was created as you once again set off through the fog you find your thoughts returning to the words imparted to you by the image of the old man. My heir, the flame of Castle Bailwood must burn again. Oh, well, I found your heir. You'd be very glad of that. You know, the person who sent the message was probably long dead. But still, oh, well, I'll just, we'll get passed on to the halls of the old father. You'll know. You next recall. 
As you approach the stairs that lead down from the chamber, your eyes are drawn to the curious verse carved into the wall just above the landing. With your trusted light source illuminating the wall, you study the words etched into the damp stone. The light from Bearwood, now long dark, the what begins to creep. A fog to hide this cursed place, eternal wretched sleep. After studying the verse for several moments, you promptly make your way out of the tower. And this is the windowless tower where we fought a lot of bugs and we found the goblin totems to put in the goblin totem block. And we've went there enough now, so we're not going to be going there again. Probably. Well, probably not for Sir Cokington's entire career. But definitely not on Mike. He would call. While exploring the western portion of the outer wood, you encounter an old bent man hobbling along on a well-worn trail. He leans heavily on a stout oaken cane and looks up at you and smiles as you approach. The white-haired man, who by all appearances seems unfit to be wandering the cursed wood, tells you he's always ventured into the forest, ever since he was a young lad. I'll find you. They'll find you too, he says, suddenly, his strange... Out of context statement, catching you off guard. They haven't yet approached you about rekindling the flame. They will. On that you have my solemn promise. You ask the old man what he is speaking of, but he doesn't answer your question. The light will yet shine from the top of Bearwood, he says. It's now quite plain to me that you will be the one to light it. You You may need my help at the end of things. And you may count on it. Before you can again ask the old man what he means, he turns and wanders off, muttering to himself as he picks his way carefully over the unseen forest terrain that lies hidden beneath a thick blanket of roiling fog. Still puzzling over the words, he once again set off to resume your exploration. You next Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Next, you next it call. Standing atop a small mound that wises out of the thick fog swirling across the forest floor, you stare to the west at the dark silhouette of a towering castle, eerily silhouetted against a ghostly gas drop, a backdrop of swirling mist. You make several attempts to approach the castle, but each of the endeavours ends, inexplicably, in failure, leaving you lost in a tangled patch of bram- bram- bramble. No closer to the phantom structure than you were when you began. Sensing that powerful magic protects the castle, you decide that, for now, you will have to be content with viewing the fog-shrouded structure from afar. You are now certain the castle you discovered in the fog-shrouded forest was the legendary Castle Bellwood. Alright, well now we know what that was. Your memory stirred by Orlner's mention of his family name. You now find yourself able to recall much of the known history of the Bellwoods, the once powerful stewards of Fogborough. I see that the name Bellwood is known to you, he says. You also know that for centuries my family served as the stewards of Fogborough. We sought to prevent the curse of that rotting forest from spreading beyond its borders to stop the madness of Wagner from sweeping out of the wood that has long served as his tomb. My long-dead ancestors saw this as their calling, and for six generations the enchanted flames that burned within Castle Bearwood served to temper a curse whose potency grew with the passing of each season. Okay, who, who is... Well, no, Wagner's just... When you click on Wackner, that's just the entries of Fogborough, and that, that's, that's a long one, so... Anyway, you can look that up yourself. Ma Oglier tells you that following the tragic death of his grandfather, the master spellcaster, Ormbrek Bearwood, the fam- 
the family castle in Fogboa, the mighty fortress that long stood against the growing evil that's taken root in Fogboa, was abandoned. Okay, so. So it's Umbrek. Umbrek, Umdrell, Ullandir. I think there's, there's a gap. And then there's Julian. And then there's the new new steward. The flight from from Frogbar has been our line. Been been our line shame to bear ever since. For indeed there are few who recall the name Bearwood, and even fewer who associate with the brief history I've just related to you. Already confident of his answer, you ask Bearwood if he seeks your help in reclaiming the castle so the ancestral stewardship of the Bearwoods can be re-established. I do. I will not be the Bearwoods seated upon the castle's throne. That honour, though it may well be better thought of as an endeavour, will belong to my granddaughter, Tanya. Her father, my son, died nearly a year ago, and while he had no desire to return to the castle, makes sense, it's filled with very spooky stuff, no desire to return to the castle. Talernia spurs of the old line. She desires. She desires quite keenly to raise the Bearwood name, name and legacy, out of the ashes of which it smoulders. She will again assume control of that which we surrendered so long ago. Hmm. Wait. So there's been only th- three generations between. Umdrell and Umdrell and Talina. Well, yeah, makes sense. Because as we learn in Proving Grounds 5, magic can extend magic can extend lifespan, so presumably they just have very large the generations of fog of the stewards of Fogworth, the Bearwoods, are just longer than usual generations. Probably 60, 70 years even. Which is probably the best for everyone else, really. Because that means you get really experienced stewards by the end. You don't end up... You don't end up with a situation where you've got a... Where you end up with someone who's only five having to take take the throne. And and then you have a whole load of... whole load of bother as you try to find someone... Someone you know to do things while they're while they're still growing up. All right. Olaya tells you that Talania, who not yet having reached her twentieth year, is a mage whose skill rivals that of her legendary ancestors, and she is undaunted by the prospect of the grim task of resuming stewardship of the decaying forest. Though she's probably quite daunted, but she's doing it anyway. Because sometimes you gotta do things you don't wanna do because they're the right things to do. I do I do not doubt for even a moment she's capable of beating any challenge she will face, he says. But she will need your hopes of Crokington. If she was ever to set foot in the halls raised by her forefathers. Castle Bailwood. Gashford is now a place of dire peril, 
protected by the magic left behind by Umbro Beowood, son of Umbrek. It was Umbro who fled who fled the castle, abandoning the stewardship, but apparently put some sort of wards on the castle so we could come back, but yeah, that never actually came to be. It was Umdro who fled the castle, abandoning the stewardship, and bequeathing a legacy of shame to the generations that would follow. You learn that Ulmbrek, considered to be the last true steward of the Beowood line, was killed by a powerful but unknown entity that is said to have risen out of the very fog that fills the cursed wood. Well, I assume at some point we're going to have to stab that entity again and again and again and again and again and again until it stops, you know, existing. Following his father's untimely death, Umdraw assumed the stewardship, but the way in, the young mage found himself confronted by the very entity that failed, failed his father. He fled. Ornolier says that before fleeing the castle, Umdraw, a powerful but cowardly spellcaster, summoned dark and powerful magic to protect the fortress for as long as it would remain uninhabited. And while the remnants of the magic may present a peril, he tells you there is likely to be a greater danger to be confronted. The Elder Bowerwood tells you that the tales have been told since the fateful day speak of a ghastly creature of fog that stalks the castle grounds, slaying anyone who attempts to enter the ancestral home of the Bowerwoods. There is every reason to believe that if such an entity Roams in the vicinity of the castle. It is a mistwaif, he says. It is likely it was the mistwaif, mist, mistwaif that killed Umbrek and drove Umdrow from his castle. Okay, what is a mistwaif? Of course, the Quirkington knows because you know he's been, she's been living in this world for decades. Mistwaifs, long believed to be myths. Ought to have disappeared into the shadows of a previous age. It's now thought that the powerful and mysterious entities written about in countless tales and legends as Mistwraith still stalk the gloomy depths of Fogwar Forest, because of course they do. The origin and nature of the Mistwraiths has never been established, though some believe these horrific undead beings are tortured souls yet lingering in the world of the living. Other accounts suggest that Mistwaves, having no true form of their own, take over the minds and bodies of their chosen victims, are naturally prolonging the life of their host while slowly consuming them. Mistwaves are said to appear in the form of a white fog or grey mist that will rapidly assume the shape of other beings. Well, that's going to be interesting to fight. Olair tells you that he seeks your help in making Castle Beowood safe for Tiliana, and those who will accompany her to the Woodland Fortress. Tilani was a maid of extraordinary skill, he says, and she would no doubt cheerfully undertake the task of securing the castle, but I know better, Sir Quirkington. She is a powerful spellcaster, there is no mistake about that, but she is not an adventurer, and that is why I have come to you. 
yeah, I guess I'm, I guess as an adventurer, I'm better at the melee sort of stuff than she is, and better at dodging random, better at getting past traps, and, you know, all the sort of crazy stuff that you're likely to encounter in the abandoned and cursed Castle Bailwood. You ask Alernia what must be done to secure the castle for Talernia's arrival. The four beacons of Castle Bailwood must be set aflame, he says. There is a beacon in each of the four high corner towers. When all four have been lit, the castle will be safe from anything that might attempt to encroach upon it from the forest. Or so we must believe. It's also my profound hope that any of Umbrella's magic that yet lingers will be undone with the lighting of the last beacon. Olenia tells you the beacons cannot be lit by ordinary means. Only a maid sufficiently skilled in the art of elementalism could hope to light any of the beacons, he says. Or someone in possession of this. The elderly Bailwood produces a wooden wok. What? Charred at one end, and quickly passes his hand over the dagger-sized trick. Stick. Almost immediately, the wad tip bursts into flame. Uru again passes his hand over the wad, and the fire goes out with a puff of smoke. This curiosity retains enough power to set all the beacons aflame, he says. With the exception of a caster who can summon fire, this is the only means by which the flames of Castle Bearwood can be restored. Caster that can summon fire. Well, I just happen to be one of those, having elementalism at level 70. So I, I'll, I'll probably have that option too. I'll probably, probably do, do it, use both methods. Olea tells you that should you attempt, attempt the mission and light the four beacons of Castle Bailwood, the fortress will be secured and Tilani will restir- return, restoring the stewardship that was broken centuries ago. Hmm. I mean, probably not enough because presumably all those beacons, all, well, in fact, almost, in fact, definitely, definitely all those beacons would have been would have been burning when the Mistgrave first attacked, and then and those beacons weren't enough to stop them. So we've got to deal with this Mistwave. Otherwise it could just soup otherwise it could just slip in again and break and break and break the break the line of Bellwood forever. I do not propose to ask you solely on the basis of goodwill, he says laying the magical torch across his knee next to his pipe. I do not wish to insult you by seeking to hire you out outright for the task, like a common mercenary. It's a childish behest I have met you, Sir Crokinjin, and she assures me that you will be duly rewarded for your services. Olenia pauses and leans back, his eyes fixed search- searchingly on your face. Realise that he is without having directly asked a question, awaiting your response. You nod, and with that single, simple gesture, commit yourself to the task of hoping to restore the Bailwoods to their historic place as the stewards of Fogbois. A look of relief passes over the old man's withered face as he turns, as he returns your nod. 
and so it will be, he says, taking hold of the torch and handing the enchanted item to you. I have heard you are versed in the realm of elemental ma magic, but you may find this handy, perhaps even necessary. Take it with you and keep it safe. It's an enchanted torch. This wooden wad charred at one end is an enchanted torch that was given to you by Alonia Bailwood. According to Alonia, with the exception of a mage highly skilled in the realm of elemental magic, which Sir Crokington just happens to be, this is the only means by which to light the beacons of Castle Bailwood. As the coach continues to move throughout the city, stopping and again, get stopping now and again at various places for several minutes before once again lurching off along the bustling streets. I guess it could just be traffic. The conversation with Lornia deepens. The elder Bellwood tells you that he and Tilania were stalked in Mugsbrook. He's all but certain they were followed to Trithic. Despite his suspicions, he admits that the mystery of his would-be enemies remains at present a mystery. Chileo and I have found our way to found our way to Mugsburg without incident, he says, not revealing where their journey began, but a growing sense of unease gnawed at me in that city, and I surely thought that any villainy which designs upon our family would have vanished with the interruption of the stewardship. Yet I've twice encountered evidence, which I'm not at liberty to reveal, that suggests our world has not been not been as lonely as we first allowed ourselves to believe. Despite his apparent reluctance to reveal any of the evidence he claims to have uncovered with regard to the suspected pursuit, he tells you that he senses a powerful group of enemies are going to great lengths to ensure Castle Bailwood remains uninhabited. I know some of the facts concerned with recent events in Fogbore, and, and I dare say that the sorceress hiding in the wood is aware of the Bearwood stewardship and has no liking with the prospect of contending with our reconstituted line. I would, I would say with certainty that Kortau has agents beyond the boundaries of the cursed forest. Powerful agents whose sole purpose is to see her wicked endeavours are not thwarted. All right, I may well end up having to fight some Oterok on the way. And whatever else she's come up with, because, you know, sorceress. You tell Ulanir about the encounters you had with Thogbar related to the name Bearwood. He listens with great interest as you describe in detail your encounter with the glowing apparition of the old bearded man. I confess I do not know what he means, or what the nature of such a thing might be. But the image you describe could easily be that of Umborek Bearwood. What that pretends, I cannot say. When you tell Olinir that you've seen what you believe to be Castle Bearwood, though only as a distant, towering silhouette against the forest mists, and you're unable to approach it, he nods and confirms your suspicions. Umdrael's magic is clearly still at work, he says. You'll need this to be able to reach the castle. Take it. The elderly Bailwood removes a gold wing from his finger and hands it to you. The square, flattened crown of the, ba of the band 
is on the square flattened crown of the band is an engraved B. It's the Barrelwood seal. All right, so this is a, it's got it's a finger armor, obviously. It's got one encumbrance. It's got three melee rating, three stamina points, and one Neville reserve. This gold wing is the seal of the Bearwood line. The wing was given to you by Olonia Bearwood. The enchantments, the enchantments on the wing, allows you to set foot on the ground of Castle Bearwood and Fogbore Forest. On the square flattened crown of the band is an engraved wing. Is an engraved bee. The wing will not only allow you to pass through the outer defences, but its magic may help you mitigate any remnant of Umdro's magic that you might encounter within the forest. I would suggest you keep it on your finger, at least until all the beacons have been lit. Alright, time to equip it. What do I remove? Hmm, Tuffy. Tuffy, uh, what, what is my... Got so many good wings. I'll just pick one at one. Uh, the red egg, red egg wing. Equip the bellwood seal. Now, admittedly, if I had caught Tolgrog's curse, well, I could equip more wings. So I'll still be on equipping something, but I'll be on equipping the lower tier wing. You ask Olonir about the beacons. He tells you they're large, engraved by iron bowls, each roughly four feet across. The bowls, he says, will be empty. But they were light by either the hand of a master elementalist, or through the use of the enchanted torch he's given you. The four top corner towers of the castle house the beacons. You'll find them in the topmost chamber, chamber of each tower. The towers are accessible from passages that lead out of the Great Hall. Beyond that, which I know from the old legends, there is little else I can hope to tell you. I've never even seen a glimpse of the fortress raised by my ancestors. You ask Ulanir where, where you will be able to find him. Should, should you need to consult with him during your mission, he quickly tells you that he will not again meet with you until the conclusion of your task. I cannot risk further meetings, he says. You will find, I'm afraid, that even this brief encounter may have placed you under the watchful eyes of those determined to prevent the restoration of the Bellwood line. I pray that this endeavour, and your involvement in it, remains unknown to any, for I fear that will not long be the case. All in air tells you that he and Tolinia hiding with a trusted ally in the vicinity of Trithic, and they will know when the beacons of Castle Bearwood are aflame. The lighting of the last of the four beacons will lift a great weight from our hearts, he says. You need only return to this city when your task is done. I thank you, Sir Crokington, and I will pray for your safety and your success. Orlinar says that he hired a group of guards in Rigsbull, to provide protection on the world to Trithic. They were capable enough, and with the exception of an ill-fated bandit attack, we met no difficulties during the short passage, he says. I have retained their services until the conclusion of this whole affair. It is their presence, ever at the side, that allows me what little rest 
and ease of mind I've managed to come across these last many days. The coach rolls through the bustling streets and stops at the edge of the crowded market in Blade Square. There you depart, bidding Orlania farewell and promising the elder Bearwood that you will clear his family's ancient forest abode and to provide for the safe return of the castle's young steward. Again, I pray for your safety and your success, he says before closing the door. It's great and welcome sense of relief that I'll leave this matter in your trusted and capable hands, Sir Crockington. May the guiding hand of the All-Father keep you from peril. With that, you turn and step away from the coach. The driver flicks the reins, and a pair of heavy horses effortlessly, ca- effortlessly carry off the wagon and its lone occupant. For quite some time, you linger in and about Blade Square, turning over in your mind the full magnitude of the impending mission to secure the ages-old stronghold and a bold of the Bellwoods, the stewards of Fogbois. Time and again, your thoughts to return to the elderly man in the coach, all in the Bellwood, a man protecting the last of his family line, a man who confided in you only the barest details that would serve you on your task, a man whose stern expression exacting nature veiled what you sensed to be ignoring, deep-seated dread. The mission just presented you is quite clear. With the Beowood seal given to you by Lornia, you are to journey to Fogbore and seek out the mist-shrouded castle which, until now, you've only been able to glimpse from afar. Once you've found your way to the castle, you're to light the four beacons, each to be found in the topmost chambers of the fortress's corner towers. According to Lornia, when all four beacons are lit, Castle Beowood will once again be protected from the encroaching wickedness of the forest, and hopefully lead of the last remnants of Umduel's sinister magic. Ever mindful of Ulnia's somewhat brief mention of a mistwaif, which may yet haunt the castle, you can't help but think the task will hardly prove to be a series of simple steps. Despite your nagging suspicions and a general sense of unease, you decide to set out at once for Fogbore, where you plan to once again lay your eyes upon the ghostly abandoned castle of Bearwoods. To continue this adventure, travel to Fogbore Forest in Western Tulsa and choose a fog-shrouded castle from your list of previously discovered locations. Oh, I'm making my way to the city gates, which... Well, we're at 50 minutes in, so this looks like a good place to stop. Right, I'm going to save. And then next time we'll actually go into Castle Balewood. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.